Welcome to Strap On Your Boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode, I have with me David Wood, who is a high-performance coach. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Jason. What exactly, me too, man. And what exactly is a high-performance coach? Yeah, it's a weird label. Um, I think maybe 20-something years ago, I realized that I was good with business, numbers, and systems, and money, but I knew nothing about people. I knew nothing about emotional intimacy, vulnerability, leadership. And so I've been catching up the last 20 years and, and learning about all of those things. And what I like to do is help people live a life that they truly enjoy and love. I don't want people to get on their deathbed and go, damn, you know what I should have done? I should have told the truth more. I should have risked more. I should have told people I love them more. I should have gone for life more. So I'm a coach and a lot of people seem to be interested in performing better in the game of life. That's something that I'm also interested in too. And speaking of happiness, the topic of the episode is how 30% more courage can double your revenue and your happiness. Tell me a bit about where you came up with this topic. I've realized over my life when I look back on it, that the things that I was scared of, I would lean into. I didn't decide to do that, but my psychiatrist once said, you're almost counterphobic. And I think it's because as a kid, whenever I didn't do something because of fear, I felt terrible. I felt small and I regretted it. I regretted not asking that girl out. I regretted not standing up to the bully and punching him on the nose and maybe taking a beating. So I think I just learned how bad that felt. And so I will lean into something if it's edgy and scary. I'm like, how can I go and push back the boundaries of life? It almost sounds that? it almost sounds like you you're trying to approach challenges, right? Like a lot of the things in my life, if I see something difficult, uh, I know I, I feel like this is impossible to do, or this is a goal that's going to be challenging. It's going to require a lot of work. Most people, like you said, they're going to go the other way and say, "F this, I'm not doing it." Whereas I like to approach that challenge and try to tackle it. Is that something along the lines of what you're saying? Yeah, and even worse they may not know they're doing it because the the brain's very clever and it will just hide things from us that are going to be scary. Like, no, I'm not going to go and tell my uncle what I really think about him. I'm not going to go and tell my coworker that I was really offended in the meeting last week because that's going to be awkward. So the mind will hide these things from us. What I found is as I do lean into these things, I'll give you an example. I noticed that you're a filmmaker or For 10 years, I've been just quietly saying to myself, I'd love to move to LA one day and see what happens if I dive into acting. Four months ago, I started telling people. And someone said, well, I'm going to audition for a play um, called Dracula. Do you want to come with me? And part of me is like, hell no. I haven't even done an acting class. Why would I go with you to an audition? But another part of me said, this is what it sounds like when the universe is knocking. You know, what's the worst that can happen? You go and do it. You feel silly. You don't get the gig. Right. Well, I, I went and did it. They cast me as the lead. I got paid <laughs> for the first professional production. Look at that. Now I got two commercials booked. I just did four short films, and I think I'm moving to LA in May. Damn, man. So that's an example of where the mind for 10 years had hid that from me. And then I started speaking it, and one thing led to another, and I answered the call. And so that's what I want for people is find those edges. What are those things that your mind is hiding from you? 
that could be very fulfilling. It could be asking a celebrity to endorse your product. It could be asking 10 people to work with you. I mean, a lot it, of this is, is fear, though. I mean, I, I, I talk oh, yeah. to entrepreneurs all the time and, and people who approach me, friends, family, anybody saying, you know, how can I start this business? How can I be an actor? How can I write a book? How can I do this? How can I do that? And I say, listen, you, you have to start doing it. You have to write an outline. You have to brainstorm. You have to take the steps necessary to reach that goal. And it's not going to take one day. It's going to take one year or years. So you yeah. have to, you have to commit to that. And once you can commit to that and you can get past the fear of rejection or the fear of failure, then you can move on with enjoying the process, right? Yeah. And I got a couple of practicals that people can use because I know this can be a bit pie in the sky, but one thing you can do is write on a piece of paper, what would I do if I was fearless? I'm not asking you to be fearless and I'm not even asking you to do anything on the list. We just want to start to see where are my edges. It's like a wish list. What's that? It's like a wish list. Yeah. But a wish list if fear wasn't an issue. Right. Because if we just write a normal wish list, we, we, we operate in the realm of what's possible and doable and comfortable. So if I could just ask for anything, what would it look like? And then you might circle a couple of things. The next step that I think is important is you have to generate the possibility. You have to see it as possible. If you don't generate in your mind, yes, this is possible, you're not going to go forward. You're not going to get to do it. So say with acting, I moved to LA. People are telling me left, right, and center. It's super competitive. It's really hard. Don't want you to get your heart broken or whatever. I'm generating the possibility that I'm a charming person and I'm going to meet the right people. I may not get a major film. I may not make a living at it, but I'm going to get some gigs and I'm going to have a good time doing them. Well, you're, putting, you're putting yourself out there. Now I'm willing to put myself out there because I've generated the possibility. Um, recently, I asked a woman out. Three months, I didn't ask her out because, you know, she works in a, at a business and she's paid to be nice to people. And I'm like, I don't want to put her on the spot. Finally, I decided, you know what? She can say no and I'm fine with that or she can say yes. But I generated the possibility and, and I went in, I asked her out and she said Yes. We have to generate that. And we have the, a neocortex in our brain that can generate possibility. Go and do a course like the Landmark Forum by Landmark Education. They create possibility generating machines. And I think that's what separates a lot of happy and successful people from the rest who just accept what everyone else tells them. So is this a lot like uh, what I've been telling people? I mean, I wrote a book about stuff like this too. And, and I mentioned a lot about visualization. Right. So, you know, one of the things you have to do is, is first you have to brainstorm what it, in your case, it's a wish list, a fear wish list and for, or a non-fear wish list. For me, it's more about brainstorming the types of things you want to accomplish. From there, it's visualizing those things in action, those things happening, those things that what's the result that will take place after you create or do these things? What will it look like? And then it's starting to knock those things off your list, right? One by one. I mean, is it, is I agree that, with it you. Sounds I, a lot. I think, I think that's a good way to do it. For me, it's not as linear. I don't, I don't like sit down and say, "Oh, how would this look?" Although I do do the morning pages sometimes, and I journal, and sometimes things just come out. Working with a coach, 
is a great way to do it. Like, hey, I'm kind of interested in this. What do you think? And then you bounce things back and forth and come up with a strategy and realize that actually could happen. Is it going to be work? Yeah. Is it going to take some time? Yeah. But that actually could happen. And if it doesn't happen, am I still going to be happy that I tried? That's a big question. And often my answer is yes. At least if I go to LA, year or two, don't get any gigs, but I meet a lot of cool people, go to a couple of industry functions, learn, learn how to be a better actor, I would consider that a win. So I'll go. And look, I'm, I'm kind of selling myself short because I really do have a vision and a dream of playing the lead in a major studio film. I would love to do that. It may never happen, but I'm going to put, I'm going, going to keep try. moving the ball further down the field. That's my job. Yeah, if you don't try, if, to, if you don't, if you don't try, you never know if it's going to work or not. You have to, you have right. to put yourself in the situation that you could potentially get picked up by somebody. That's and, right. and that's, that's and, and most people don't take that risk because it is a risk and you're putting your life on the line. You're moving to a city that is oversaturated. They make the joke that everybody's a waiter. Nobody's an actor. Right. right. And, and so you're waiting tables, waiting to get picked up. A lot of famous actors, they did it for a decade. They were waiting tables till finally the right director saw Matthew McConaughey or Bradley Cooper or whoever and said, yeah. Hey, I need you in this movie tomorrow. You know, like, so what are the top three things you would tell someone watching this or listening to this episode to overcome their fear and gain more courage to accomplish any goal they have in their life that they feel as though is impossible? Okay. Well, let's go back to number one, the awareness what would you do if you are fearless? So at least you can know where your edges are. Then go through and circle two or three things on that list. You don't, if you're like me, you might pick the hardest one because then everything else will be easier, right? Just real like a Band-Aid, rip it right off. But you don't have to do that. You can pick the easiest ones. You might go and tell your wife you broke the dishes, you know? You broke a dish and you put it in the garbage and hope she wouldn't see it. Like whatever it is, you can pick some small things and, and work up. And then ultimately, if you have a vision that's worth working on, I think it's good to have support. You might have a men's group or a women's group that gives you accountability. You might be in a mastermind, hire a one-on-one -on -one coach, get in a group coaching program. I think some kind of external force to be outside you and say, hey, I think you're missing this, or I think you're doing a better job than you realize on this. Do you notice how well that sounded, what you just said? And they have to go, wow. You know, so those are three things. Write it down, choose two or three things, and then consider a support mechanism to constantly draw you into something bigger than you would if left to your own patterns. Couldn't have said it better myself. And uh, so is this pretty much what you do as a coach? Uh, tell, me, tell me a little bit about how someone could find you or how they could work with you or what they should expect if they work with someone like you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm a life and business coach for business owners. And I know I should, for marketing reasons, I should choose one or the other, but I'm unwilling to. The first half of my life was all about business. Second half is all about sitting with gurus and navel gazing and doing things that would make your hair curl. And uh, so now we usually start with revenue because most people want more money in their business. Okay, fine. Let's build revenue. But also how much time off do you want? That's a question I like to ask. And then what are your other goals? Do you have a goal for your connection with your kids? 
or having kids or your partnership, or is it a self-expression like singing or guitar or swimming with dolphins or I've always wanted to live in Brazil. Haven't done it yet. Still on, <laughs> on my bucket list. I went to Colombia recently. Um, and if you think that coaching with me might accelerate your life in a really good direction, those are the two things I do. I help you choose a better direction for you and then move towards it faster and with more fun. If you are interested, then I can give out a link where you can request a session with me. I think at the moment I'm calling it a double your revenue audit because everyone seems to want more money, but that's just where we begin. Okay. Uh, I'll ask you a lot of questions that have got nothing to do with money as well. And you can, you can go to myfocusgift.com. I got a couple of free downloads I created for listeners that can help them with their courage and their productivity and you can request a double your revenue audit. We'll get on the phone and see if coaching even makes sense for you. Perfect. That sounds awesome. Myfocusgift.com, you said, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that's that's really what it comes down to is is breaking that barrier, the, the, the fine line between courage and fear. It seems like it's the biggest issue, challenge that I'm finding from people over the past couple decades that I've also spoken to people. And I've indirectly coached people. I don't call myself a coach because it, it, it is a lot of dedication and time to help people. And so I've indirectly helped them with things here and there. And one thing I noticed that you mentioned quite a few times is that people are looking to make more money. People are looking for revenue. And I have found, and this might just be me, maybe maybe not, but I have found that over the years, what I have seen to be the most valuable asset is time and freedom, right? And money's great. You can buy things with money, but you can't buy your time back and freedom to do the things you mentioned, swimming with dolphins or going to Brazil or being an actor or spending more time with your friends and family. That's what entrepreneurship and working for yourself and following your dreams does is it gives you back your time. So Hopefully, yeah. hopefully people realize I, I that. I think there's a simple answer to all this, and it's just you have to allocate the right balance. If you're not working on money at all, five years from now, you might be very unhappy about that. If you just work on money, you might die five or ten years from now and go, what the hell did I do with my life? So I've got one client. I said, you work out. You talk to the different parts inside your brain. Uh, I'm a big fan of parts therapy and you work out a great allocation. That's a nice balance so that all parts are happy. So now Monday, Tuesday production cycles towards money, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, it might be more geared towards relationships. And then Friday working on his nonprofit to help the formerly incarcerated to find jobs. And so he's got an allocation now. And when he's not working on money, he can rest knowing that he's got those cycles set up in his week. So it doesn't have to be hugely complex. It's just we often don't think about it. And then 10 years later, we go, damn, I amassed half a million dollars or a million or two million or five million. But my kids don't know me. I don't know me, you know. And so let's let's do both. We can work on the money and we can work on ourselves and our life all at the same time. You heard it out of David's mouth. Balance everything, people, and stay focused. And if you need them. It was one more time your website? Myfocusgift.com will take you to a hidden page on my website where you can put in your email address and be part of my part of my field. Check it out, everybody. Hopefully you learned something. David, thanks for coming. Appreciate it. And as always, we will see you in next week's episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, 
Please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.